Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley. This is the Buffy podcast that will stop making face-off references when we're dead and buried. <laughs> Hellmouth? Hellmouth. It's really true, guys. Like, you should just watch Face Off. It's only like two and a half hours. It's not that long. It's very long. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen it a lot of times, given how long it is. Yes. There's a a middle part, too, that's garbage. It drags quite a bit, yeah. Like, nothing fun happens. Until the boat chase. (laughs) The boat chase is where things really pick up again. Yeah. Shit gets crazy for a little while. But at the beginning, when Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage's character, that's a fun time. And then... And it's a fun, disgusting time. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the food peaches. Right. Oh. But yeah, between like the the John Travolta and Nick Cage shooting each other in the mirrors thing, between that and like the <laughs> boat chase... Mirror factory? <laughs> they wanted to have the entire end happen in a mirror factory. <laughs> <laughs> There's already a lot of mirror... Yeah imagery but in like, that movie there, there is no mirror factory unfortunately oh there's god just a boat chase. there's mirrors aren't there there are a lot of mirrors in nick they, cage's in hideout? nick cage's hideout they yeah. shoot each other through the mirrors right but it's like they're shooting themselves and at oh. one point i'm pretty sure john travolta or no sorry nick cage does like face waterfall himself <laughs> in the mirror i don't know man because he does like a bad trip and then he wants to take john travolta's face, face off, off. Yeah. Right. Disgusting. Yeah. Everything is good times. Anyway, this is not that. Not that. (laughs) This is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Right. Season four, episode sixteen. Who are you? Original air date. This is fun. February twenty ninth, two thousand. Oh, a leap year. (laughs) Mm. Fancy that. Fancy. I was tickled by this. I really was, and I don't know why. (laughs) I can just start thinking. Like I'm only thinking about Pirates of Penzance now, because mm. Frederick was born in leap year, mm-hmm. and so his birthday, his twenty first birthday, won't be reached for like a really long time, and that's like the plot of that movie. Oh, I see. Or play okay. operetta. I've just discovered that I was born in leap year, and that birthday will not be reached by me till nine. Anyway, yes, we are in face-off Freaky Friday land Mm. in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Faith and Buffy got switcherooed. It's the classic mind-body swap. Classic. I'm up. And the Popo are here to take Buffy away Mm -hmm. in Faith's body. Right. So we're talking about the person as their mind, not their body, which is good because that's how I did my notes. Me too. And otherwise, I would have to do some freaky shit to my notes to get it proper well i was looking at it i'm like it only makes sense only makes sense to talk, talk about, about yeah 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 uh i'm just gonna say i'm gonna say it off the top mm-hmm. i don't think we're ever gonna see better acting than this from smg sarah michelle geller does a crazy it's, faith so it's well insane. it's insane her body good. language it's pure faith every like the way she moves is amazing yeah Eliza Dushku does a less good job. There's one scene that she has with Giles that is like fully selling it as Buffy trapped in Faith's body. The rest of it is like... She gets less opportunities. Yeah. She she spends a lot of time chained up. SMG does some great stuff with like slipping the accent. Mm. She says Mita a lot and like contracts all that sort of stuff. Uh, She at one point slips in a boot. What are you talking about? Yes. She honestly gets in a boot in there and you're like, fuck. That was so well done. 
Like, that's not in the script. Like, the way she moves Mm -hmm. and does everything is exactly how you would imagine Faith doing those things. It's exactly Faith. It's so good. It's very well done. And bringing it back to Face Off, which this podcast is about. Yeah. So Roger Ebert had like a glowing review of Face Off. He fucking loved Face Off. Oh, I love Face Off. (laughs) Two thumbs way up or some bullshit. (laughs) Which it does not deserve. It's not that good a movie. It's fun, but it's not good. But he's talking about how like, you're seeing John Travolta playing Nick Cage playing Travolta and you lose track of what level you're in and it's all crazy well done. And like neither of the actors are doing that good a job in Face Off of being the other person. There are person. some times when John Travolta does a very good job of it. Yeah. there, are, And then Nick Cage is doing whatever he does just constantly. Yeah, pretty so, much. So, you know. Yeah. This though, this is what I feel like Roger Ebert was seeing yes. in Face Off. Yes. And I'm seeing it now in Buffy. Like... Playing Faith, acting how As Faith Buffy. would right. think Buffy acts. He was like, that is how Faith would think Buffy acts. Yeah. But you're Buffy, but you're not. It's <laughs> yeah. so well done. It's so good. I love it. So Buffy gets taken away in the ambulance to be locked up in jail. And Faith stays with, stays with Joyce. She does that Mita. Mm-hmm. she slips that in talking as faith would talk after just being switched in it's great and then the fun montage of smg <laughs> making all the faces and doing all the things in the mirror you can't do that because it's wrong because it's wrong <laughs> because it's wrong and the one where she's like because it's naughty and then she makes like a face like oh no that's no she wouldn't say that <laughs> and okay so this is my first, the first time I'm going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot of questions in this episode about how crazy the show is presenting Faith to be and how crazy Faith truly is. Okay. Because I feel that the show is presenting Faith as as crazy as Angelus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fully. So if I'm Angelus and I'm trapped in Buffy's body, I torture the shit out of Joyce. <laughs> right? As Buffy. <laughs> Yeah. Who's going to find out? <laughs> so I'm just saying that the show is trying to, to paint Faith as being insanely crazy. As being super, super crazy. Right. And that's not quite what's happening. She's crazy, but she's not evil? She's not as evil as that? Well, and the thing is that, and this is really the entire point of this episode, is that Faith wants to be accepted. Yeah. So Joyce, you know, talking to Faith as if she's Buffy... Of course, Faith likes that. Yeah. She that's like she she tried to replace Buffy as Joyce's daughter when she wasn't in her body. So, like, of course she likes this, right? And so from that perspective, no, she's not going to torture Joyce. But mm-hmm. if she was really crazy, that's what she would do. So she's super crazy, but she all of the acceptance that she's getting demonstrated to her is throwing her off enough that she doesn't resort to torturing everyone Buffy loves the most, I <laughs> guess. Just think. Uh, she's stronger than all of them. Yeah. Giles. Oh, she Willow. could kill everyone. Willow, I'm surprised she doesn't try to do something to, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she's never really had a friend in the same way that Willow is Buffy's friend. That's true. And that's where the acceptance thing comes in yeah. there. Yeah, it's it's all good stuff, though. And then why not cut to Tara and Willow doing their usual boring thing for whatever. <sighs> Faith gets herself a plane ticket and she's found Buffy's leather pants. The one pair of leather <laughs> pants pair. that Buffy owns. Yeah. She has found them and she is doing herself up like Faith would. It's pretty great. It's so great. 
It doesn't work on the same level, obviously. No. Because it just, like, this is, this is just not the look for SMG. Like, it really Like isn't. it is for Eliza Dushku. <laughs> but for sure, she gets a good Faith look going. Oh, yeah. This is what Faith would We skipped as. over my puke note, actually. Oh, oh, snap. So okay, I thought that was it. later. Okay, so... Willow and Tara, blah, 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 uh-huh. having their thing. Tara's upset, rightfully so, that Willow is sort of keeping her a secret. Right. And hasn't told any of her friends about her. Yeah. And Willow's justification, which it, to me is pretty garbage, is just like, <laughs> I wanted something that was just mine. Was Tara's a fucking object now? I am, you know. Yours. <laughs> and then I just wrote puke all in caps. Yeah, I thought... <laughs> So I thought you were going to go for uh, Tara talking about Buffy's energy and how it was all wrong. Fragmented. It's fragmented. <laughs> and how like her aura is just like so not you not you were good. in the right realm. You yeah. just were way late. Yeah. yeah, I was way later than I should have been. No, Tara's not a well-developed character yet, right? Because that'll change once we get to know Tara better. And, like, that's a disservice to Tara. It is that they don't do a good job of developing her. Like, she's just there for Willow to have a friend to do magic with. (laughs) But, yeah, at no point, like, where where are Tara's layers? Where is Tara's depth? Nowhere to be found. Also, this is really unrelated, and I don't don't know why I'm bringing it up now. I just remembered it. Uh, This episode is written and directed by Joss. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So like this is clearly he wanted he was he wanted this to go the way he wanted it to go, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Buffy gets snatched from a police car by the council, which Oh god, you idiots. This is exactly what they did last time. Yeah. Taking people away from the police because they know better <laughs> what to do with them. Uh, I, I wrote that the police were foiled by the watchermobile. <laughs> It is the Watchermobile. <laughs> I love that they have a Watchermobile oh. and like it'll come back and be driving down oh, the street later yeah. in broad daylight and it looks so silly. It's, yeah, it really does look dumb. <gasps> they took their damn time in taking any fucking action here like, too. Uh, yeah, yeah, Giles is so con- like so confident about their abilities. He's like, oh, no, no, no. This is like the SWAT crack team. This isn't like Wesley. These are the super fucking stars. Yeah, this is amazing. These are people to be scared about. And you're like, they're really not, though. I have a fun fact for you. Oh, go for it. This is the only episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer after Graduation Day Part 2 in which they will mention Wesley Wyndham Price. <laughs> and it's in the sentence, uh, like, Wesley fucked this up last time. <laughs> What were they doing with Wesley? I mean, he's in Angel by this point, so he's, like, doing something. But his character in Buffy just did... It never worked. No. It never went anywhere. Other than other than Alexis Denisoff kissing Charisma Carpenter, <laughs> which was the pinnacle and full justification for him being it's there. It's the full justification. It's also a... Like, it... It's an even more justification, not that Buffy needed it. Oh, God. Oh, you're doing it. <laughs> if only they could see. We'll, we should post a gif of that. Anyways, it's more justification for Buffy quitting the council. Mm. Like, this is the guy they put in charge of her. And he's so clearly so incompetent. And, I mean, his incompetence incompetence is fully a plot device all the time. Mm. Wesley fucked it up again. Ooh, Someone has to fuck it Wesley. up. Yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I think this is the same scene because like 
Giles has called them all here to tell mm. them that everything is fine. And at one point, Anya and Giles have a bickering argument in the background <laughs> of the scene that is just Anya being like, why did you call us all here? Your phones. You tell us that everything's fine? Why did you need to bring us here? Like, there's no reason uh, for it. This is basically all Anya gets to do in both of these episodes. Yeah, it's rough. But it's on point. Because this is something the show does a lot of, like, Buffy shows up someplace to be like, I don't need you, folks. Yeah. I'm gonna leave now. That's true. Gather them all together. I mean, she wants to tell them all at once to save her time. This isn't about their time. <laughs> but Giles is doing it in this that's case. True. And he's like, oh, let's get everyone over to my house because I don't have anything else going on. Well, I mean, that's really on Giles. <laughs> he does not have anything else. And now that they're there, oh, they might as well stay. Right, have right? some tea. Oh, yeah. watch some TV together, whatever. <laughs> Just do we, hang out like buds. Do we have an Anya Giles fanfic going? Ooh, not yet. Hmm. I would ship that. Yeah, uh, I'm not not based on this episode. There was an earlier episode when they were all camped out in Xander's basement, and I didn't bring it up then, but they're sort of, they, they fight with each other a lot, mm. right? A lot of fighting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what their, what their ship name is. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's all so gross. Janya? Janya. Because I don't know. On Isles? On Isles? Like... On, on Isles. <laughs> no. That's Donya? not that's not a sound in the English language is the problem with <laughs> that. Yeah. That's a Spanish sound. Or a mm, Russian yeah. sound, perhaps. Mm, maybe. Yet. Oh. Yeah. So that's a that's a sound. Not in, English though. In people though. Where that's pretty That's pretty broad. <laughs> that's pretty English centric, I'm just saying, to to reject it on that basis. May we. <laughs> Spike and Buffy have a great scene. Uh sorry, Spike and um Spike and Faith have a great scene right. in the Faith, bronze. Faith is dancing. She's like, oh, I'm going to go patrol, guys. I'm going to get out there, find the evil, fight it. And then it's just her doing her bronze thing and dancing with like 12 guys men. at once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Judging them based on their ability to chug a beer. Yeah. Yeah. The interaction she has with Spike leaves me feeling drained. <laughs> I could ride you at a gallop until your legs buckled and your eyes rolled up. I've got muscles you've never even dreamed of. I could squeeze you until you popped like warm champagne and you begged me to hurt you just a little bit more. It's a, it's a side of Sarah Michelle Gellar that I haven't seen before. And, and I don't entirely mind. It works because James Marsters has so much chemistry with literally everyone. But especially with Sarah Michelle yeah. Gellar. They have, they have an unbelievable amount of chemistry. Mm -hmm. And this... Like, this being in the same season as Something Blue, like, the whole, like, there's they're pushing this Buffy ship pretty yeah. hard. I did not make that up. No, I'd no. like to be very clear. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're pushing it pretty hard. And, yeah, I, I like the whole thing where <laughs> Faith meets people, has no idea who the <laughs> fuck they are, just tries to go with it. And then, yeah, when she figures out who Spike is, mm. then is like, oh, I'm going to taunt him. That sounds fun. Mm. Taunt is maybe the wrong word. I don't... <laughs> It's, uh, <laughs> now, it's a good scene. I have one problem with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I don't think you know what I'm going to say. I'm I really don't. excited about it. So she uses the phrase pop like warm champagne, yes. which in itself is pretty gross. But it's really, it's a very wet metaphor. Yeah. And I think we've been pretty clear about oh, the dust. Yeah, he does shoot dust. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's no champagne. There's no champagne. No, it's more of a powder. <laughs> Like dehydrated champagne. Is that a thing? 
It's just the worst erotica you could ever imagine. Worse than Blinda, you heard it here. Like, it's such the worst of whenever you hit the end of a scene, you have to deal with all the fucking dust going everywhere. Oh, no. People are breathing it in and they're just coughing. Oh. I'm sad, but I'm happy. Oh, okay, Michaela. What's Adam getting up to? Oh, who he's, gives a fuck? He's, no, he's oh bringing us into God. our first segment oh, of no the evening. No one cares. Is it about how no one cares? No, it's about <laughs> boy band vampire. Oh, yeah. So, B-B-B. I would like you to look in the Dropbox. We have a new boy band vampire. It's not BBV, the original. It is Hanson BBV. Oh, is this like the vampire I was calling Vampire Dean? Yes. So he's got Dean Dean hair, which is also Hanson-esque, right? Yes, it is. And then he's got the uh, flannel shirt with the sleeves chopped off. And around his waist, you can't see it really well in this shot, but he's got a sweater tied. He's tied that sweater. He's got a sweater tied around his waist. And you're like, wow, this guy's just walked out of Vampire Hanson. I'd like to be really clear that this is a plaid vest. He's chopped the sleeves off and it's a vest now. Yeah, sorry. It's a shirt with the sleeves chopped off, which makes it a vest. It's just, I just want to call it a vest. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he's got one of those necklaces, the like the sort of choker ones. Like they're not puka shells, but it's those little... The beads? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, he... This guy, (laughs) like this whole scene, I gotta be honest with you. Anytime Adam showed up, I was like, oh... Time to take real notes. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can catch up I on what the things I missed just happened. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't care what Adam's saying. I don't care about Vampire Dean. No, but listen, boy band vampire, Hanson vampire is here, and someone else is in his crib, as I'm sure he calls it. He would. He mm. would call it that. Yes. And Adam wants to have a chat with him because you know he's a vampire, and Adam wants to know things. Adam's doing just so Adam things is, that we'll get into. He's interested in the world. And he's interested in the concept of vampires. Mm -hmm. He makes some interesting points about vampires being immortal and therefore being more afraid of death Mm -hmm. because death isn't going to come, quote unquote, naturally to them. Right. And all of that's okay, but it's so much less interesting than Faith walking around in Buffy's body. Very much less interesting. Why do we have this happening? (laughs) Like when Faith is still parting it up in the bronze. (laughs) Woo! And then Willow and Tara are there, and Faith has to be like, Tara, I haven't met you. Okay. Good. Hi. Right. (laughs) We're meeting for the first time. (laughs) Okay. So Tara and Willow are on this date. Obviously, Mm -hmm. it's a date. And Willow's like, oh, this is the coolest place in Sunnydale. I used to come here all the time when I was in high school, but this is still the coolest coolest place place in Sunnydale. And she makes the point that... There are no other places in Sunnydale, but it's still really problematic. Yep. Like, there are a bunch of high school students around here. Aren't there going to be other bars near the campus? There's a campus. You would think so. Maybe on campus. That's a very common thing. Yeah, that's. Have a bar on campus. Incredibly common. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nope. Okay. So, Faith is mean to Tara when Willow's not around. Yeah. Yeah. I did feel bad for Tara. Mm hmm. And that's something. I felt yeah. something for Tara, yeah, you know? that's good. How, how did you like the phrasing of Willow no longer driving stick? <laughs> I loved it. Which, this is like, that's, this is the first time we've 
overtly yeah referenced the fact that willow is no longer trying to (laughs) she is going after people of the female persuasion yeah we haven't talked about it because willow has never introduced tara to any of her friends it's like she's been hiding this secret person right because she's ashamed of her for whatever reason you know tara's tara's (laughs) hers (laughs) peeping Uh, yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) And then Willow comes back and is like, Buffy, that, that man's a vampire. And Faith is like, yep, yeah, cool. Oh, <laughs> with the, yeah, I can, right, I can deal <laughs> with had, that sort of thing. She had zero intention. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, it's wicked obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing oh, a nice wicked yeah. in there. Yeah. The way that she's sitting, too, on the couch, like. SMG's killing it. How, but how is no one, like. Right? Joyce looks at Buffy. She's wearing all this leather. And don't you feel like Joyce would be like... Stealing the lipstick that Faith picked out last episode. Mm, all very suspicious. And then they get to... Yeah, they're hanging out in the bronze. Buffy, again, is wearing these leather pants. And she's just sitting in a way. That's... Sunnydale syndrome comes for us all, Michaela. I guess it does. It does not discriminate. Uh, but yeah, she goes out and kills the vampire, just thinking nothing of it. But the vampire was attacking a girl, and the girl's like, oh my god, you actually saved my life. Thank you so much. And she's like, is this, is this what this feels like? And her heart grew three sizes Fuck! that day. I was gonna say that! <laughs> you fucking stole it! <laughs> or I was gonna steal it from you. Maybe that's yeah. a better phrase. Yeah. I saw where you were going for the path, and I was gonna jump on there and run ahead of you i guess is what i was gonna do <laughs> right yeah uh but faith really likes it and she's like maybe people like it when i do good things question mark this is a strong part of faith's arc this entire episode this is this is the whole point of yeah. it yeah and yeah i mean we can talk about it more at the end what it means for everything sure 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 we had something in here at the council. <laughs> they're, so, they're so incompetent. Uh, so a guy goes to sedate Buffy oh, and she idiots. nearly strangles him to death. Their solution to being incompetent is to have their operatives make out their wills before they go on a yeah. mission. That's their solution to incompetence. Not gaining competence, but making everyone expendable and ready to die at a moment's notice. And this is, again, literally what happened last time. Yeah. Is that Faith actual faith was going to kill one of the dudes and so they let her go yeah yeah but this time they've learned from that and are willing to let her kill the guy yeah they need to get good so fast but they can't they're mm, they're never going to it's too late for them yeah but yeah and so this is the thing too one of them this is the this is the thing he says where he he blames faith for the perversion of the council, mm-hmm. which just seems like putting a lot of stuff that is not Faith's fault on her. Well, especially because Faith didn't technically have a watcher yeah. after her first one was killed. Yeah. Ever. No. So they're blaming her for making the council look bad when they didn't send a member of the council to be with her in any way. No, and have really done nothing to try to take care of her. And everything that the council has done is this. Yeah. They've tried to capture her and failed multiple times. (laughs) Yes. And This is at least the second, probably third or fourth. (laughs) I just... 
it's, it's real good, but also, I mean, they're just, they're the worst. And mm. whatever, Buffy lets the one that she was going to strangle to death go, because... She's not, she's not a, yeah, yeah, not a villain. Tara knows it wasn't Buffy! Oh, her, her aura was, like, just not what I thought it would be, like... It was fragmented. Yeah, I can sense people's energy. I don't know if you knew that about me, but um, Buffy's energy is like mad fragmented right now. And I don't, I think she needs like some crystals or something. (laughs) You know what this feels like, actually? It's a little bit of like the Counselor Troy of the show. She is the Counselor (laughs) Troy. She is the potted plant. Oh God, she's given nothing to do but vague senses of unhelpfulness this is actually incredibly helpful yeah because she's the only thing that tips people off to her being buffy rather than faith i think we're going to be able to run with this counselor troy metaphor comparison absolutely yeah i i think it really yeah no that's on point and yeah she's just talking to willow about that being like i don't think that was buffy Something really fucked up's going on there. And then we have our hyena throwback. Yes. And you're like, whoa! The deepest of cuts. The deepest. <laughs> like, uh, Willow's like, oh, did you happen to sense hyena energy? And you're like, what? What? <laughs> Why are we bringing up the pack? S- episode six of season <gasps> one. Who's seen that? It's just the throwiest of throwbacks. Mm-hmm. But no, they decide that... Um, they need to go to the nether realm to check out Buffy's energy. I called it the nega realm. <laughs> I was going to call it the negaverse or something because mm. I think that's a Marvel thing. No, I'm pretty sure that's Sailor Moon. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the more shameful. I love it. Like, I'm almost positive. I, I learned it from you, okay? <laughs> I learned it from watching you. No, yeah, that's 100%. That's where... That's 100%. It's 100% your fault, then. Where Queen Barrel lives. Yeah. <laughs> so, so me calling it the Nega Realm was perhaps more telling than I wanted. So good. Oh, I'm so happy. I've never been this happy. But yeah, they're like... Tara's like, oh, it's kind of dangerous. It's basically astral projection. And like, if you get lost there, you're lost for all time. She doesn't say that, but I'm pretty sure that is probably what happens. They're opening a pathway to the nether realm? So I think it's 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 sort of like a spirit. Like, it's a different plane of existence. And essentially, Tara's like, oh, if your anchor isn't very good, then like, you're fucked. And Willow's like, I trust you. And you're like, do you trust her? (gasps) You guys have never done anything like this before. No. And... You're the stronger witch, Willow. Yeah. And like... Y'all moved a vending machine and then your like demon finding spell failed. They floated that rose, which also failed. Yeah. Because of Giles. Ethan. Ethan, Yeah. Yes. Ethan is scamping around. Right. Fucked up the magical energies. He was doing that. Faith shows up at Riley's place to have sexy Uh, times or stab him or both, maybe. Whatever she feels like. She'll play it by year. Uh, there is some good stuff about Rifi not having to worry about Faith showing up anytime soon, yeah. as Faith is on top of him in yeah. Buffy's body. It's yeah, oh, it's so tongue it in cheek, but it's so good. And then Faith is like, "Oh, Rifi, let's have weirdest, the weirdest sex, <laughs> like whatever you fucking want, the weirdest shit you can imagine. Let's do it with this body." And he's like, "Oh, we're gonna do the missionary position, <laughs> are we?" <laughs> well, he's so wholesome. It's the only position I know about. <laughs> Okay, like, I understand that he's got 
the, the special drugs, his body heals fast. But how recently was he, he impaled? He tearing stitches. Impaled. Yeah. He by picks Adam's Buffy up at one point. Stick. He picks her up. She wears. She probably weighs like sixty pounds. That's true, actually. <laughs> She's yeah. very small. Yeah, she is tiny. When he lifted her up, like from sitting, it was like he picked up nothing. It was it literally. Was, it was like and there then was he just nothing. Like, discards her on the bed. <laughs> and goes to close the door, and you're like, "Is she made of paper?" <laughs> yes, she is made of paper. <laughs> it's insane. It's really good though, and yeah, he's too wholesome to have anything but the missionariest of sex. <laughs> So, I mean, and this is the other thing. This is just another, like, thing that has always been true for Faith, is that sex is meaningless to Faith. Mm-hmm. And clearly, like, she has, there's no way she's having any sort of intimacy with people of any kind at any time, right? So. Well, and this is also, like, weird revenge sex. Yeah. Because she wants the body to be abused in some way. Yeah. It's, the, this is actually... The whole, this entire thing is so incredibly problematic. I'll bring up a quick theological question then. Sure. If if Buffy's body is killed, right. is another Slayer called? Oh. Conversely, if Faith's body is killed, is another Slayer oh, called? Oh boy. That's, I mean, that's some Slayer lore yeah. that I don't think anyone has the answer to. Joss could whip something up off the top of his head. Well, I mean, you know, if someone sired someone, like their their grandsire, yeah. that essentially makes them their sire. It's the same right. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it's by soul. I would go by soul. So if Faith in Buffy's body dies, then another Slayer would be called. But if Buffy in Faith's body dies, I honestly, no. like, could kind of see it going either way. Mm-hmm. That the magic is... Because, like, the Slayer magic infuses your body. Right. right? It gives your body extra strength, extra dexterity, mm. right? And so, I don't know. I don't, yeah. There's the separation between body and soul. And if we can switch souls, right? I don't what know. What are the fucking rules? What are the fucking rules? Anyway, we don't have to have any montages of spaceships entering wormholes or oil derricks pumping or anything. Because we've got Tara and Willow doing their very safe for television magic together that just coincidentally gets them both sweaty and painting. It's a lot of sweat. They are just... They're damp. Oh, and you're like, what? Are, haven't they just been chanting? Oh. Drawing a circle with chanting. their hands. And then Willow falls back and then her back like arches and yeah. maybe she starts levitating a little bit. Yeah. Sweatiness. <laughs> a lot of sweatiness. While, you know, Faith and Riley might be doing something of a uh, sexual nature. The only problem I have with this is that I didn't get to see Riley make any absurd faces. (laughs) That poor man. He had to change his name to Blucus because of that. (laughs) Blucus, it's Uh, not even a real name. Yeah, we've heard it. You don't think his name is real. (laughs) Okay, so Rifi later in the evening says that he loves Faith and like... This might not, this is a bit too early for Faith's arc to be hearing that someone loves her. Yes. So she, it freaks her out. Now, has Riley ever said this to Buffy before? No, no this is clearly the first time he's saying it to Buffy. Yeah, and so then, like, there's even more layers then going yeah. on. Like, this is pretty fucked up. And oh, yeah. So Faith has already had sex with this person. Mm-hmm. And then this person is saying that they love her. So then... It, it just scares the absolute shit out of her because that means that it wasn't meaningless. Yeah. Which is what her, like, everything she knows about sex is based off of. And it might precipitate this, like, 
real break that she has where suddenly she starts thinking of herself as Buffy. Because yeah. that's clearly happening, where she thinks she is the real Buffy now. And it just feels so good to be Buffy. Someone loves her, and like this is all very transformative. Her soul is fragmented, or whatever. God, garbage. Um, but <laughs> it's all jagged, you know. <laughs> this is this is happening to her, and this is really the thing that pushes her off the cliff of like very crazy, but thinks that she's Buffy now. Thinks that she is the good one. She's always thought she's the good one, but, like, thinks that she is the goody-two-shoes one now. And I don't even know, like, her actions later. I don't know if it's so much that she really thinks that she's Buffy and she has to do it as, like, there is no one else. Yeah. Right? So, because she thinks that Buffy in her body is completely out of the picture is not going to come and save these people. So she's the only option. Mm -hmm. And if that weren't true, I don't think she would go back. Maybe she would. I don't know. But I think by that point, she is very internally conflicted in thinking that like part of her just thinks that she's Buffy now and is like, (laughs) oh no, people are in danger. I have to go save them. Maybe being forced into somebody's body (laughs) has side effects. Has has side effects. (laughs) Who's to say? Who is to say? So we come to our next scene with Adam because we got to have him oh, in here. Oh, I didn't even, I wrote and nothing down. Y- well, you're going to hate it even more then because this next segment is called something that's going to make you really angry. Great. It's called Master of His Own Batorium. Ah! Master of the house, dowling out the charm, ready with an handshake and an open palm. You're correct. <laughs> Yeah, your little shit-eating grin. You were so excited to say that. And I was like, why is he so excited? What is he cooked up? And I just didn't figure it out. I never figure it out. Except that one time. Ah, it was a glorious day. Never to be repeated. So Buffy villains, like, they gotta have their Batorium, you know? No, okay, this is legitimate stuff that we got to talk about. I know that you hate me right now, but just push through that. Like, Buffy villains always have their Batorium from which they can sit and scheme right. and send their vampire lackeys out to do their non-specific bidding over the course of several episodes. Right. Adam has finally got his own Batorium mm. and a posse of vampires that is question mark infinite like the rest of them are. Like... Drusilla and Spike showed up and they just had a bunch of fucking vampires hanging around. Master had so many vampires willing to do his bidding. And then we've got Adam doing the same goddamn thing. Like last season, what, Angel or what was happening? Oh, no, Mayor. Mayor Mayor. Mayor had vampire lackeys. Mayor had a bunch of vampire lackeys to send around places. Like they all have to sit in their hideouts because they're the bad guy. They're the big bad. They can't go face the hero every episode. Because it would... The, then there's no climax. Silly. Yeah. <laughs> like, then it's just like, and finally we're going to face each other and this time I'll win. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no, there's no build up there. So they have to find their Praetorium and grab all their vampires around them and then send them out to do their bidding, which is exactly what Adam has finally done. He has. I, I actually like that vampires are the ones who are the go-to lackeys just because I really do think vampires would be prone to to following the most powerful thing, right? Yeah. Because if they've we got think, that hierarchy structure built do, into them. And like they are afraid of being killed. So they want some sort of protector figure who they're like, sure, we'll do your stupid bidding, whatever yeah. it is. But in uh, return yeah. you'll take care of us. Uh, yeah, essentially. Yeah. So Adam finally has that and we are four for four then on seasons with a villain in their Batorium 
with vampire lackeys. <laughs> I'm just thinking about season five. Yeah, it's not going to get that much better, is it? They might not be the same lackeys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to follow a, se- a theme until season six. Season six is where it really gets ma- mixed up. Yeah, there. it does. Yeah. It's very different. Although that has a lot of stuff in store for us, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind um, of a problematic season. Yeah. For some reasons. This, I mean, but this season has some problems, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Adam anyway. being one of them. I mean, do you give a shit about anything he said? No. <laughs> no. Oh, God, no. I just have notes about his Batorian being set up and having vampire lackeys to do his non-specific bidding. call it an Adam Batorium, though, <laughs> because that just sounds dumb. It's his lair, technically. It's his hidey hole. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find something. Okay. Yeah, Adam's a hard one to port yeah. Yeah. His garden? Mm. Oh, I see. We'll figure things out. Anyway, Faith has a brief run-in with Forrest the day Ugh. after. Because what is Forrest doing these two episodes but lurking outside of Riley's room for someone to emerge and then pouncing on them, as you said. And just saying, like, you're hurting him. You're no good for him. I would be good for him. I would be the best for him. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> Get away from him. Yeah. and You don't understand him like I do. Like, I don't really know why they bothered to put this in the episode. So Forrest calls Faith a killer, which she reacts very poorly to. Yeah. And it's just, you gotta have, like, rule of three sort of thing, where three things happen to a character that make them realize. And I'm not even sure we have three, but we have two, and that's better than one. Because one always feels quick and forced. Two, at least, feels like a pattern has emerged. Three is when it's really hit home. Well, I would call this three, maybe, because we have Faith saving the girl in the alley. Oh, yeah. And then we have Riley... Saying that he loves her. And so then, like, someone valuing her, like, for herself, not just because she's, like, a person to have sex with. Right. And then this is him calling her a killer and her rejecting yeah. the idea of being a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Rule of three. Done. Buffy escapes from the incompetent council folks oh. because... They lack competence to a comic degree. They're just, they're so terrible. And I get that she's strong. (laughs) She gets a gun from one of them and like then deafens herself. There should definitely be some maws happening. (laughs) Oh God, it's such a small space. It's such a small space and she shoots a gun. It's, oh, don't worry. It's silenced. That fixes everything. It does not fix everything. I mean, anyway. who gives a shit when you're in someone else's body how much tinnitus they get, right? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> this is Buffy's revenge. Mind. Oh my god, that's so good. It's crazy this is now. just riding away in the empty barn trailer going, nah. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that fucking barn trailer. Like, what year is it? Okay. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> And so, between Faith talking to Forrest and her showing up at the airport, she has acquired a new wardrobe, which I fully accept. Like, (laughs) I don't even have any problems with it. She robbed someone to get those clothes. Who cares? She ran, no, she ran home, like, to Joyce's house, took all of Buffy's shit, stole Joyce's car, and drove to the airport. That actually makes a lot of sense. Because how else is she, where is the airport? That's a lot of, (laughs) I have a lot of questions about where the airport is. Sunnydale International Airport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because where the fuck is she flying? Like... Miami? No, no. A South American country? Yeah, I don't know. Somewhere international. Yeah, you would hope so at least. And then Buffy shows up at Giles' place. They have a fun thing about Giles trying to like inch away from this (laughs) psychotic killer. And this is where we have 
Eliza Dushku doing her best Buffy impression, which works pretty well. No, it's a good Buffy impression. (laughs) I think, yeah, I think she just kind of got the short end of the stick in that. She's trapped a lot. And she's trapped a lot. And like Buffy, like all the Buffyisms are speech related. Yeah. Right. And so she's doing all of that because, and she's speaking the way that Buffy speaks. Mm -hmm. But Faith has a lot more like overt body language for SMG to to copy and emulate. And SMG gets a change of clothing, which really helps because yeah. Faith is stuck with the same clothes this mm. entire... Or Faith's body is stuck with the same clothes this entire time. Yeah, it's uh, it's fine, though. And uh, she convinces Giles that she's Buffy by telling him that, you know, the demon thing that happened with Ethan. Ooh, you're making a... What else does she bring up? Uh... Joycels. She brings up Joycels. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. She says that her mother thought that Giles made love like a... Stevador. <laughs> what is a Stevador, you is... might ask? I did not know. I'm... It's not a matador. No, it is a dock worker. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Joyce. You get you some. I just, like... Oh, I really have a lot of questions about, like... Oh, I shouldn't Google this. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna Google Doc Worker Erotica and I'm No, why are you using that on my Wi-Fi? <laughs> Is it okay, let's I'm just gonna get like I'm not actually gonna Google it. I'm just gonna get far mm, no, it's not coming up. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna press enter. <laughs> so I just have a lot of questions about like what Joyce is into and if this is a thing. I guess a dock worker is like a burly, you know, yeah. labor man, blue collar. <laughs> muscly yeah <laughs> grimy stevedore uh, yeah it's all great though and uh just as this has happened tara and willow get to show up and be exactly in time to be useless by telling giles that this is buffy trapped in faith's body um they have the switchy back thing they do have the switchy they back have thing. the most useful item <laughs> they're not useless that's true but they are like oh we went to the astral plane together it was <laughs> a lot of talk about things being magical. Sorry, those the megaverse together. What am I saying? Nether realm? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I never knew. Yeah, you didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, they've whipped up a new switch em up device. But oh no, there's a hostage situation at the church. Vampires are taking hostages there. Cause... People have developed neck ruptures. <laughs> oh, no. What? And it's playing on the news at the airport, because oh, of course and, it is. And some, there are three men who have taken hostages in the church, and something's wrong with their faces. Their disfigured faces. <laughs> and yeah, like, so I don't even fucking know. Adam wound Adam, these guys up yeah, I was talking to be about... like, the church isn't spooky. Yeah, because he, he's talking about how... Yeah, I don't and know. They're scared of the sunlight, and they're scared of churches, and they shouldn't be scared of those things or something. I don't know. Adam's entirely garbage. Whatever. They take hostages at the church, and they're just chilling in there. Uh, Faith manages to show up before Buffy does, yeah. and enters the church alone. Riley's there. Riley shows up <laughs> in a suit, and you're like, "Why are you in a suit and not your military? Why are you garb? here in a suit? It makes no sense." He's going to church. Oh, he's, he's so, so wholesome. wholesome. <laughs> He's so fucking wholesome, though. And he's like, Buffy, you can't go in there by yourself. And it's three vampires. Three. Three. Pretty sure she can kill three vampires. Yeah. Except she can't. Sort of. She has trouble with it. And, I mean, again, if these vampires were any good at being vampires, 
she walks in and they're like, we said people would die if the police sent anyone in. We kill people. Just start killing people. Start killing people. Like you can kill so many people before they can get to you. Like why are you not killing people? There are three of you. Man, makes so much sense. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Buffy shows up and comes in to save Faith. This is like the best fight scene I think we've ever seen. When Faith is in here in Buffy's body kicking vampire ass, there's one point where she dusts a vampire as she's spin throwing him through the air. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I want to see from a fight scene. Not the season one garbage. No, the effect is so great. It's amazing. Yeah. Really well done. A lot of good wire work. A lot of good fight choreography in general happening. And then, right. Faith is like pinned by a vampire and she's in trouble. And then Buffy shows up to stab her from, or stab the vampire from behind after like a quick thing with Riley about him being like, ma'am, you can't go in there. Who the fuck do you think you are? And then wait, he's like, wait, who the fuck do you think you are? Right, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't have time though. And then Faith is just really falling apart at the seams. She, she thinks she's the good guy and having Buffy in her body show up again. No, this is the evil person that she has to kill. And, I mean, the very idea that you would want to beat the shit out of your own face. Mm. Like, that's that's pretty messed up. She's gone off the deep end for Shurzies. She's, yeah. And she's, like, yelling about how disgusting yeah. her face is. Again, her face. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I think it's really well done. It's I really great. enjoyed it. No, it's, because it, it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, all of the... There's lots of layers and everything, but it all it all makes sense because, of course, when she's convinced herself in a way that she's now Buffy, she's yeah. the good guy, seeing herself, yeah, that's gonna, gonna have bad, it's not gonna be bad good. implications. And uh, Buffy pulls the old switcheroo, and Faith runs away in her own body, and I'm like, is she the final scamp? Whoop, 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 whoop. They don't do anything to chase her. Buffy's kind of drained. Well, she's a scamp, Michaela. She did scamper away. Who scampers but scamps? Oh, Ethan didn't get to scamper. Oh, poor <laughs> Ethan. Faith is carrying on his legacy, though. Yeah. I mean, would you like to know where she ran away to? Or are we going to save that for the end? Oh, the empty barn trailer? <laughs> what is even happening? Is it 1932? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> So she's sitting in the corner of this empty barn trailer. I don't have Wait, better words for it. It's a train car. Okay. Right? Maybe. That's a, it's made I've of wood, though. I got a real though. train vibe from it. It's made of wood. Like, let's pretend it's 1932. It's just slats of wood that are poorly fit together. You're riding the rails. <laughs> <laughs> right. You make a hobo friend. Right. Of course. Uh-huh. Hobo Jim. And you're riding the rails. And so, of course... You know, not every train car is full to the brim. Right. And this one used to have barn animals in it to be transported across the Midwest. <laughs> right. Yeah, to reach the new coast. Sure, yeah. And so there you are in this empty train car thinking about what you've done with your life. Now, it's not actually what's happening uh, because Faith is train carring away to be on Angel this season. Ooh. Interesting. And some things are going to happen. So she's going to LA. Yeah. Huh. I don't know if you want me to tell you what's going to happen. Is this still the first season of Angel? Yes. Yeah. 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 Fill okay. me in. So there's an Angel episode, season uh-huh. one, episode 18. Right. So this is episode... 16. So this is... like It's going to be... It's pretty close. It's not like the next episode of yeah. Angel, I think, but the one well, after. Well, she has some travel time. Yeah. 
It's called Five by Five. So Appropriately. it's very yes. faith heavy. In Angel, there's an evil law firm. Sure. That That's his like nemesis. Yeah. Right. So she goes and makes a deal with them that they'll like drop all of her charges okay. if she kills Angel for them. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, she's a she slayer. She already tried to do that anyway. So she's there. She's having a good time. In the end, Wesley has a pretty bad time. She she fucks shit up and then tortures the absolute shit out of Wesley. Oh, that's good times. Yeah. Watcher's getting tortured, man. Watcher's getting tortured. And yeah, I think this is a two-parter. In the next episode, she's... Buffy is in this a little bit too, I think. She has like a guest appearance on Angel okay. to come and deal with this mm-hmm. stuff. And in the end, Faith sort of accepts the things she's done in a way. Mm-hmm. She voluntarily goes to jail. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. So it ends up with Faith in jail. Yeah. I think at one point she decides that she sort of tries to do a get Angel to kill her thing. Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't want to live with what she's done. Yeah. And then decides, okay, I'm going to go to jail. And I'm going to... I mean, obviously she's allowing herself to be in jail if she's going to stay there. Because she could probably get out. (laughs) She will be ruling that prison, though. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she's... She's in charge. Right? Like, is jail that bad of a place for her? She's in charge now. Someone tries to, you know, move into your territory. You throw them across the cell block. Right? Like, what are they going to do? Even if they stab her, she's probably fine. Yeah. That's like a day's injury at most. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. But it is sort of interesting that they they mirror, like, Angel torturing yeah. Giles, Giles with, with her torturing Wes. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. Well, I mean, we'll see if Faith ever comes back to this show. <laughs> uh, we set, certainly haven't heard anything from our favorite IMDb reviewer. Wink, wink. Fucking teeks. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of that. What a guy. How'd you feel about this episode? How did teeks feel about how it? How did you feel about oh, I it felt first? great. Yeah. I don't think that Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to get this opportunity to act. No, I don't think she's going to do any better acting she, like, than this. It's so good. It's amazing. It's <laughs> so good she does such a good job and everything that happens like it's is really well done it really like the character of faith joss really understands i think and this exploration of like the psychology behind what's going on in faith's head (laughs) it's a good job okay michaela the one where faith and buffy switch bodies that is so close where buffy and faith switch bodies you're never going to get this. Fuck. I'm just going to tell you. The one where Faith is Buffy and Buffy is Faith. Ah, <laughs> damn it. It's so wordy. I should have gone so wordier. so wordy. Oh, this man. entire thing is so wordy. <laughs> I just am going to read it all. You look so happy. I love this episode. It is excellent. I love the whole person in another person's body thing. It's just great. Sarah Michelle Gellar plays the part of Faith excellent and vice versa for Elijah Dushku. All true shit, Teeks. In this episode, Faith has got a brand new body, Buffy's. And poor Buffy is stuck in a murderer's body who is going to jail for said murders. But on the way to the precinct, Buffy, in Faith's body, is kidnapped by the Watchers Council. Meanwhile, Faith, in Buffy's body, enjoys the freedom she hasn't had in a long time. She does very un-Buffy things, which is actually weird that no one notices it's not Buffy. Anyway, she flirts with a lot of guys at the bronze, including Spike. Willow finally introduces Tara to the gang, and Tara can sense an evil presence in Buffy's body. Eventually, Buffy, in Faith's body, finds her friends and convinces them that she is Buffy, not Faith. Faith, in Buffy's body, hears about the vampires holding people hostage in a church. And since she's supposed to be a good guy, she goes and helps. Whilst there, Buffy, in Faith's body, 
gets into a huge fight with her and she forces her to swap bodies. Faith in Faith's body gets away. <laughs> then Riley and Buffy have a falling out due, due to the fact that he slept with Faith in Buffy's body. Wait, Riley in whose body? <laughs> in Mark Blucas's Oh, it's body. not a real name. <laughs> wow, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> Oh god, each of those were in brackets. Yeah, in Faith's body. Oh no. (laughs) I guess it's better than the alternative. It's so funny. Uh, 10 out of 10? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's a fun fact. Normally, the guest starring credits say Elijah Dushku as Faith, but since <gasps> this is a body swapping episode, it says Elijah Dushku as Buffy. Fuck, I didn't notice. Yeah, no, actually, neither That's did so I. That's so fun. Uh, and yes, overall, 10 out of 10, which in my ratings book is... Freaking redonkulous. Freaking redonkulous. There we go. Knocked it out of the park. <sighs> okay, question about this episode in general. What did Xander do? Hmm. Xander was in the first scene with Anya when they said that they were going to go have sex. Near if- candles. Yeah. Near candles. Because it was a romantic evening. Yeah. Did he get any dialogue? He got some dialogue there because he said that they had a romantic evening planned. Right. And then Anya jumped in with, right. we're going to have sex near candles. Right? Um, because Giles gets to distract the oh, policeman. Oh, distracting of the policeman. I love when he's saying, like, our our wives are in there and tiny babies. And I just love the image of him being like, no, much smaller than you'd imagine. Like, the tiniest of babies. And he's all big and, yeah, he's distracting people. Because Willow gets a bunch of stuff to do. Willow gets a lot. A lot of sweating. Terry gets some stuff to do. I would argue Tara gets more stuff than Xander. Yeah. Oh, by far. I think Xander has that one scene. Hmm. So they're struggling for what Xander's doing, for what Giles is doing, and what Anya's doing, and what Tara's doing. They were not struggling for what to do with Spike, though. No. We can all be happy about that. That's a scene and a half. (laughs) Oh, boy. I mean, everyone wins in that scene, okay? Everyone wins. (laughs) Everyone wins. I certainly won. (laughs) That was... That was a great time. Yeah, uh, poor Xander. He does not win this episode. Who does win this episode? Hmm. Oh man, Joyce isn't in it at all, is she? A little bit at the beginning. Okay. She calls Faith psychotic a bunch. Oh, right, yeah. And it's like, oh, Buffy, you right. don't yes. actually ever come visit me. Yes, and I miss you a bunch. <laughs> Please don't torture me to death. Uh, okay, winners. Um, no one that's featured heavily in the main cast, though. I would argue Adam gets his own batorium. <laughs> Right, because Faith can't win because everything goes real south. Buffy doesn't really win because even though things go kind of okay, she still ends the episode being kind of mad at Riley for sleeping with Faith in her body. Which is really unfair. Yeah, but it's also fair. Like, you understand what she's feeling in that instance. And I don't think she's mad at him or at the situation. Yeah. Yeah. She is She's upset because it's icky yeah it's a but garbage like, situation he the, what he didn't how could he have known he no. could not have known except for all the leather right should have been a tip off so yeah riley doesn't win um i mean i might argue spike wins <laughs> spike gets that one scene and it's great i would be okay with spike win it's I mean, either spike or adam for me i think oh uh, adam does get all those lackeys he gets all those lackeys and he convinces those vampires to go hang out in that church for he waxes mark. philosophical for he some does, reason yeah he monologues a lot <laughs> It's almost like he's put up against people that are primarily stunt actors. Oh, he must be hungry, though. We didn't yeah, get to that's see true. Him he eat doesn't eat any floppy disks. Any yummy floppies. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm going to, I'll support an Adam win, I think. This is a hard one. Uh, f- top fashion from the episode? Yeah. What are the good no, outfits here? There's, I mean, there's, there's the Faith 
in Buffy's body outfit. That's true, actually. I would push for Hanson Vampire because I'm not sure I've seen a more concentrated version of the 90s ever crop up. God, the, the, the sweater around the waist. Sweater around the waist you know? with the plaid vest that he's crafted uh, over top of a t-shirt. Oh, it's so good. I think I'm going to agree. Just because Buffy doing the Faith look just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it does look wrong on her. She tries to give Buffy... You know, she gives her the maximum amount of cleavage that she can, but well, it's just... And she puts the dark lipstick on and you're same. like, that's still not... No. It's still not good on SMG. No, all right. I, I mean, I'm calling him Vampire Dean sure. still, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> Vampire Dean. He will win this one. Okay, so coming up next is a very special episode. <laughs> I just saw the name of it, but it's called Superstar. Yeah. And Lil J makes Lil a comeback, J. and he's like a super amazing guy. And then the entire episode is kind of about Buffy, A, being displaced by this super amazing guy, but then be foiling his plot which is reasonable but also sad for Lil J because you know he used arcane wishes or something to make this universe into a place where he's a superstar I have a lot of questions about how you have zero recollection of the two episodes we just watched right but you can tell me exactly what happens <gasps> in Superstar Superstar is a really fun episode and it's close to my heart so Superstar is a very fun episode. Honestly, I think it's kind of polarizing. Oh, really? Like, there are people who do not like this episode at all. Interesting. Do they share our love for Lil J? Probably, Probably not. not. <laughs> yeah. Because I also read a comic where it was set in the Superstar universe. Because <laughs> I had, like, the, the comic anthology, right? I forgot to call it the Witchver- Wishverse. Yeah. The Starverse. Starverse. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was just, like... Lil J, I think, on a motorcycle, um, jumping out of a plane, like on a motorcycle, jumping out of a, a plane in the air. I think Buffy's clinging onto the him and like on the back seat of the motorcycle, saying how amazing he is, and like they parachute <laughs> down to the ground or some shit. It's like it's amazing. So that definitely jogged my memory. But this is a good episode. I think that we are going to have a great time. A great time. But. Yeah, honestly, like, the IMDb rating for this episode is not that high. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I remember this being one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> I don't remember anything specific that happens in it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a that's a common theme with me, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm super excited about that. I am super looking forward to it. That'll happen next time on Welcome to the Hellmouth. And if our listeners want to reach out to us, they can hit us up. Uh, email beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com reddit buffy.reddit.com or they can reach out to Michaela or I personally on bitmoji that thing that lets you send terrifyingly creepy cartoon versions of yourself to all your friends causing them great distress <laughs> it is a rising and up and coming app oh, Michaela God. I'm on there at make it stop Michaela I'm on there at I still don't know what bitcoins are <laughs> It's not related at all. You make sure to hashtag all of those bitmoji. Welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. And until next time, farewell from the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hell no. Hell no.